Aloha and welcome to Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Today we'll be talking about holistic and natural dog and cat care with my guest Dr. Celeste Yarnall, author of Natural Dog Care and Natural Cat Care. Dr. Yarnall's most recent book is The Complete Guide to Holistic Cat Care. Conversations is sponsored by HealthMasterySystems.com, Holistic Products for Body, Mind, and Soul, and PurePlantEssentials.com, Organic Aromatherapy. Please visit these websites today. Be sure to visit the iTunes store and subscribe for our complete lineup of shows on Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Celeste began her professional career as a model and an actor and was featured in film films opposite Elvis Presley as well as in roles on Star Trek. As a doctor of nutrition, Celeste has conducted extensive research into the nutritional needs of pets and discovered a wide variety of holistic nutritional alternatives. Celeste is an accredited clinical nutrition therapist and a consultant on clinical pet nutrition and alternative healing therapies, including homeopathy and herbal therapies. And her articles about natural pet and health care are featured in Natural Pet, Animal Wellness, Body, Mind, and Spirit, and the Whole Cat Journal. Celeste works closely with holistic veterinarians and lectures frequently on alternative and complementary medicine. To learn more about Dr. Celeste Yarnall and her work in holistic and natural pet care, please visit her website at celestialpets.com. Please welcome to the show my very special guest, Dr. Celeste Yarnall. Aloha, Celeste. Welcome to the show. I'm so delighted to have you with us. Thank you so much, KG. It's truly my pleasure. Tell us a bit about your background as an actress. Celeste, you appeared in a film with Elvis Presley as well as in episodes of Star Trek? Absolutely. Those were probably two of the highlights of my career and the ones that people tend to remember the most. Um, I co-starred with Elvis in a film called Live a Little, Love a Little. And if you recall a few years back, one of the songs from Live a Little, Love a Little, A Little Less Conversation, was remixed and went number one in about 12 countries. And that fulfilled a prophecy that I had mentioned to Elvis. I said this was one of my favorite songs of his of all time, and I said, I just know it's going to be number one. But it took over 30 years for my prediction to come true. But what a lovely, spiritual, kind, um, talented individual that I'm so blessed to have had the pleasure of meeting. And... um, About the same time, actually uh, six months, six to nine months later, I guest starred on Star Trek, and that was the second season of the classic Star Trek, and my particular episode was one called The Apple, and I have the distinction of being um, Chekhov's love interest, so this was one of the first times that uh, Captain Kirk did not get the girl, the, the Russian gentleman got the girl, and um, I've had a lot of fun continuing with um, with my my Elvis affiliations and my Star Trek affiliations by doing autograph venues all over the world for um, these two very special um, um, acting roles that I've had the pleasure of doing, and I I, I use it as a platform to meet people and discuss my my work with animals, my holistic health care. So oftentimes we find in the community of fans 
um, plenty of people who really love their pets oh, yeah. and uh, are, are willing to go holistically with them. Well, your new book, The Complete Guide to Holistic Cat Care, covers anti-aging for pets. What inspired you to write your new book, Celeste? Um, I I really wanted to bring to conclusion um, the work that I'd done on my first three books, which were Cat Care Naturally, Natural Cat Care, and Natural Dog Care. And I wanted to sum up the work in holistic cat care. We are so hoping that there'll be enough sales on the cat book to uh, allow us to um, have the publisher do holistic dog care. But what I had what I had done is I had found over my 17-year breeding program and 11 generations of my Tonkinese cats, and um, we worked with Oriental Shorthair and Siamese, we had found over this 11 generations in this period of time that each generation was healthier than the last uh, because we were feeding a homemade, natural, raw meat and raw bone species-specific diet which, of course, was taken, especially then, especially 17 years ago, as being highly controversial. But the more that I researched it and the more that I did it, I couldn't believe the results that I was getting because we'd all been, you know, taught to fear the feeding of raw meat and um, putting, you know, the, the human paradigm on our pets. When in, when in reality, over 40 million years, they've eaten fresh raw prey as carnivores. So each generation was healthier than the last. And it turned out that when I hit generation six, I had absolutely perfect health. I had done away with um, the various health syndromes that veterinarians and breeders and uh, pet lovers everywhere seemed to feel very commonplace that, that these particular illnesses just came with the territory, and we found that they disappeared. And we, we found that they disappeared very quickly, but the absolute perfection of health took six generations. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is the very last holdout, as far as the cat's health was concerned, was their teeth. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you look to a wild cat, you look to a lion and a tiger, which is ostensibly the same as your domestic kitty cat that sleeps on your pillow, Evolution, just because they've come inside and become domesticated, has not changed their nutritional needs. In the wild, if they have bad teeth, they can't catch their prey, they can't survive, because this dentition in their mouth is made for shredding, tearing, and bone crushing. They don't have jaws that swing side to side where they really could chew as we do. So the cat is known as an obligate carnivore and its natural diet is fresh, raw prey. But in the feeding of commercial pet foods, veterinarians back in the 60s started to see a syndrome with cats' mouths. And um, their teeth began to deteriorate, and bacteria would drain from their teeth down to the liver and ultimately cause, and, and then to the kidneys and cause kidney failure. Well, we found that by generation six, there were no more teeth and dental problems. And so ultimately, virtually everything um, was just, they, they were just an incredibly optimal, optimally healthy, healthy animals. Mm-hmm. Um, no more upper respiratory, no kidney disease, no urinary tract problems, no skin disease, no fleas, no parasites, 
no allergies, no intestinal bowel disease, you know, no itchy scratchies, um, beautiful, loving, calm personalities, glistening coats, beautiful, healthy gums, bright eyes, no eye discharges, nasal discharges, ear discharges. And having been around um, the, the venues of cat shows, you know, I just I saw this all the time. So I, I was astounded, and I, I really took a lot of flack for feeding raw meat and raw bones. But the more I saw, the more I realized that I was really onto something, that you, could you really cure all disease just by going back to a natural diet, or was I just lucky? Um, the, the truth of the matter is, is that is what it takes to provide optimum health along with um, a lot of other modalities that I present in the book uh, that augment the diet as the foundation. We kind of look at the diet as if we're building a house. The diet is the foundation upon which the anti-aging protocol and the other holistic protocols um, are, are supported by, if you will. So, so, um, so can I ask, could you give some reasons why uh, we know about how the great health from the raw food diet Talk about why we should not feed dry food to our cats, to our pets, Celeste, and how you know, and a little bit about commercial cat and dog foods. Are they regulated for safety? Um, you know, the the answer is they they try to let you believe that they're regulated for safety, but from my research, um, they are an industry that you really cannot trust. And they're they're dealing with they're dealing with the wrong paradigm. You cannot cook meat and foods for carnivores. So even even if it were perfectly regulated, and even if they were using the finest ingredients, New Zealand spring lamb, you know, all the the lamb in in New Zealand is organic. Um, the finest uh, organic vegetables, even if they were using this type of ingredient, the minute you cook it, process it, preserve it, can it, bag it, spray it with pesticides, it, it's not food anymore. It's dead and it's lifeless. And um, this highly unregulated industry is so driven by profit that it's impossible for them to use ingredients that can do anything more than sustain life. So there's a huge difference between sustaining life and providing optimal health. You know, my, my animals had their, their, my pets, who had commercial pet food throughout the years, they sustained life by eating, you know, commercial pet foods. But on this raw food program, I really saw optimal health and the end to disease. And you asked me specifically about dry food. That is a pure oxymoron because it is not food. It would make wonderful packing material, but it is not food. And for cats, it is the single worst thing that you can do to them is feed them dry food. And yet it's sold with commercial after commercial. You're meant to believe that it will clean their teeth, um, but you know there are no kibble bushes in the wild. There are no little 
Bunsen burners to to cook their food, you know, while while they're living in the jungles and the savannas. Their food was meant to be eaten raw, and there's a very simple physiological reason for that. Both the cat and the dog have a very short digestive system. We have a 26-foot small intestine alone. The entire feline and canine digestive tract is about three and a half to four feet at the most. So they're designed for one meal in and one meal out. And we came across an amazing study that pointed out that dry food would take up to 24 hours to transit the canine or feline digestive digestive system. And in that 24 hours, the food is really not digesting. It's putrefying. Mm. Then we found that cooked meat, you know, a piece of cooked chicken or canned food or, or even semi-moist food, again, a, a, a terrible concept, that sits in the digestive tract for 8 to 10 hours. However, raw food, raw meat, raw bones, makes its first appearance in the small intestine in 20 minutes. So within, within a four-hour period, that meal can transit the pet system. So what you have is, in eating raw meat and raw bones, a very clean digestive tract. And what you have with pets eating dry food or cooked food is a very sluggish digestive tract. And during that period of time is where we see uh, bacteria colonizing, where, where they're wide open for parasites, and um, virtually in the 11 generations, immediately we found that the cats were highly resistant to fleas and parasites and fungus because yeah, I, I like to tell people that where do you find flies? You find flies buzzing a dirty garbage can. You don't find flies around a clean uh, receptacle. So the, the toxic materials attract uh, this parasitic infestation, whereas the clean digestive tract is highly resistant to it. The other problem with dry food is it's dehydrating. Dehydration is a huge problem for cats because they were not designed to have a highly efficient lapping system. They spill more water than they actually take in because the cat is actually a savanna creature. And they're designed to get their moisture from their fresh prey. So they get their moisture content um, from, from their food, not from the drinking bowl. So if your pet is drinking a lot of water, it's one of the first symptoms we see in dry food eating pets. And it's a big warning sign that uh, there's, a, there's a kidney or urinary tract issue at play. So the other thing about dry food, we're constantly being sold this bill of goods that I mentioned before, that it cleans their teeth. Well, it doesn't at all because, again, cats don't chew. They shred, tear, and bone crush. So what we do in my recipe is we cut frozen raw chicken necks that we've pre-treated in um, a solution of water, about a cup of water with four drops of standardized grapefruit seed extract as a little sterilization technique. We let the frozen uh, chicken necks defrost in this solution in the refrigerator, then cut them into little bite-sized pieces and bury them into their raw meat. And when they, when they crush down on the raw chicken necks, they're actually cleaning their teeth. 
but cats and dogs swallow dry food whole. Mm. I mean, I could I could go on and on for days. In order to digest carbohydrates, you have to be a creature that chews because carbohydrate digestion begins in the mouth, which has an alkaline environment. So again, dry food is primarily carbohydrate. Cats don't chew, so they can't um, they, they can't make use of carbohydrates. The, the phenomenal thing about the cat system is that um, they are designed to get all of their nutritional needs met secondhand through the prey animal. The prey animal uh, is the processing plant for all of these nutritional macronutrients and micronutrients, and they must be obtained raw. So, again, in the 11-generation, 17-year breeding program, which is unprecedented by any... There are no vets in the world that I know of. Um, there are no breeding programs on raw food that have ever reached 11 generations. Um, so our, our my work um, has just been astounding to point... Uh, people in the direction of of feeding raw food to enhance. So, are you the meeting with more acceptance and less resistance now among? I'm sorry. Are you meeting with more acceptance and less resistance now among you know, the public it takes among a tremendous amount of conversation. The name of your program, uh, the name of my favorite song, a little less conversation, a little more action, please. That Elvis sang to me. It takes. It really is an entire undoing yeah. of a mindset. It's a paradigm. The it's a paradigm shift, comes, like you said earlier. I'm sorry? A paradigm shift. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We've been so sold by this $11 billion industry that we are incapable of preparing a meal for our pets. Mm-hmm. And we as the Well, talk about that. How do we prepare, prepare one of these raw meals that you're talking about? What, do, what does a dog require? What does a cat you know, give us more specifics. Absolutely, and um, the, the 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 cat book is perfectly fine for the dog people to buy. And here's just the difference in the way the food is prepared. Dogs can get by with less protein than cats can, mm-hmm. and the the real basics of it are so simple. You buy good quality meat and organ meats, and like I said, chicken necks. That, that you would, with the exception of the chicken necks perhaps, that you would eat yourself. You buy meat grated for human consumption. And naturally raised, of course, would be our preference, and that's what we have always used here. But even not organically raised uh, product is a million times better than what would ever be in a can or a bag. And even if it was in the can or a bag, it's still been processed or preserved, so what does it matter? But you start with good quality meat. And for dogs, the diet should consist of no less than uh, 50 to 60% meat, depending on the size of the dog. And for cats, no less than 75% meat. So you use a combination of muscle meat and then about one part organ meat to, um, you, could, you can use, mm, I'm trying to exactly give you a good ratio of one one part organ meat to each five parts muscle meat would be a kind of good rule of thumb. So you you look at the prey animal of the cat, which is basically a mouse. It has a little tiny liver. It has little tiny kidneys. Um, it has a little heart. 
Uh, heart is an excellent meat to feed to both dogs and cats because it is an organ meat and it is a muscle meat. So you use this combination of muscle and organ meats that are available in supermarkets or health food stores like liver, kidney, spleen, heart, gizzards. And what I did was I created, since it didn't exist, I created with a whole, um, with a holistic veterinarian a supplement formula to go into the meat. Uh, we have used some minced or food processed organic raw vegetables for the dogs and cats, such as zucchini and um, sweet potato or yams, and that's certainly a good option as well because every prey animal has a pre-digested stomach content. But we at Celestial Pets, since this product didn't exist and we wanted to have a perfectly balanced diet for the cats, uh, I worked with a top holistic veterinarian by the name of Dr. Russell Swift, and we created our little products that are called Celestial Pets, either Celestial Cats or Celestial Dogs. And what we did was we made a combination of bone meal and powdered vegetables and essential fatty acids and digestive enzymes and packaged them in um, three different packages, the vitamin mineral powder, the essential fatty oil, and our digestive enzymes. Mm -hmm. And um, those products added to the raw meat mixture provide the essential micronutrients for our homemade macronutrients um, I needed to create something for uh, the, the kitten buyers in our breeding program because obviously not all of the kitties could be used in the breeding program, and it was a very small breeding program, but I did want uh, to find wonderful homes for the, for the babies that would continue my protocol. So the recipe is so simple. We sterilize. So is that for a, like an adult dog? Is that the same for kittens? And what about Believe mature it or dogs not, and cats? Kittens and adults, they it's only the amount that differs a little bit. Like we would start the kittens off on a few teaspoons of the raw food mixture at five weeks of age, not younger and not older, because at five to six weeks of age, the kitten's digestive system is ready for the raw meat as they start to wean away from mommy, fully, fully weaned usually by 12 weeks. And um, we, would, we would look to the size of the animal for the type of prey that it would catch. So, for example, the domestic cat's perfect prey, of course, is the mouse. A mouse consists of about two tablespoons of food for an adult cat. And we never varied the formula because nature never varied the mouse. In other words, there wasn't a geriatric mouse or a kitten mouse or an adult or a senior mouse. There was just a mouse. So the only thing that would vary from age or condition would be the amount. For example, we would feed the pregnant queens, the pregnant mommies. We would feed them three or four times a day. We'd feed the kittens three to six times a day, you know, uh, constantly monitoring how hungry they were and what they really needed so that there was not a hard and fast rule. Some of our adult cats really only wanted to eat once a day. Uh, some of the cats preferred twice a day. Some of the older cats actually preferred three times a day. But the size of a meal for an adult cat is two tablespoons. And then we would look to the size of a dog. You know, the large dogs would be eating more food but you know a cat's stomach only holds two tablespoons of food if you overfill a kitty's tummy up it all comes mm. 
Same with dogs. Uh, the human stomach holds four cups of food. So if we average a human at 140 to 150 pounds and its stomach holds four cups of food, you would never feed a 150-pound Great Dane more than four cups of food, you know. So it's, uh, it, it's a, I would actually rather provide a little more food for them because you can't get fat eating meat and vegetables or eating meat and, and raw bones. It's kind of the Atkins diet, you know. Yes. So, so um, what about routine vaccinations as preventative health care, Celeste? Do you still do vaccinations as necessary? The Are they safe for our pets? What do you have to say about vaccinations? I, I really cover vaccination in all four of my books very, very thoroughly because I'm not a great believer in vaccination based on the research that, that I've done and the experience that I've had. And what I boiled it down to in the breeding program was I did not vaccinate for the first five generations. And I took a lot of criticism for that, a lot of hits for that. But I felt in working with the holistic community that I needed to clean out these lines of toxins. Now, of course, there are certain viruses that cats are wide open to. The biggest one is... is uh, referred to as feline distemper. The disease is actually panleukopenia. And it's a deadly disease. It's a very stable old virus. And it happens to be the one virus vaccine, viral vaccine, in both animal and human history that's been in the 90 percentile effective bracket. There is no other vaccine in animal or human history that has ever reached uh, that level of effectiveness. So we don't see much panleukopenia uh, in felines today thanks to that vaccine. So after the five generations, I began vaccinating uh, due to lots of political pressure and, and the risk factor of panleukopenia. At uh, the fifth generation, actually the sixth generation, I began at 12, 16 weeks of doing one vaccine for panleukopenia. And what we found in our research is that single vaccine protects them for life. We found that maternal antibodies waned at, at exactly 12 weeks, that the mother's maternal antibody protection wore off at 12 weeks. So they were vulnerable between 12 and 16 weeks. But we did find that if we waited till 16 weeks to vaccinate, that we had healthier kittens because we would see a pretty powerful reaction at 12 weeks. Unfortunately, the vaccine today for panleukopenia or distemper contains two upper, two and sometimes three upper respiratory components, rhinotracheitis, which is the feline herpes, Khaleesi virus, which is a kind of a pneumonia type of a, of a virus. There's a, a, yet another one called chlamydia. Uh, we would find that the kittens would often break with with a kitty flu right after the vaccine. But if we waited till 16 weeks, they seemed to really be strong, and that would set them up for uh, a lifetime immunity. And um, there are there are some holistic veterinarians that will say, oh, you should repeat that with a booster one year later. I personally disagree with that, and the science behind my vaccine protocol is outlined in the new book, The Complete Guide to Holistic Cat Care. Presently so are most uh, vaccinations 
uh, booster with you know other their multiple shot you know multiple vaccines in one. Yes, they are. They're combination vaccines, and yeah. the fact that they are combination vaccines is my problem with them because the immune system is overloaded. Yes. You're expecting the immune system to develop antibodies to three, four, five, six different diseases. So they're just at once. not available as single vaccines. They are presently not available yes. as single single vaccines. Yes. That is correct. Yes. So, so could you tell you us know, something about some holistic alternatives like flower essence therapy, homeopathics, and herbal remedies? Available? There is no effective holistic um, protocol that would prevent against panleukopenia mm -hmm. because that virus is quite unique. But there are holistic protocols that will help with virtually everything else and we don't require um, toxin vaccines like tetanus for cats. That's not something in the, you know, that, that's done in the feline or canine veterinary community. But there are plenty of holistic alternatives. Um, there's a homeopathic alternative that's called nosodes. There are immune, there are ways to stimulate the immune system, which is the, the best way. Because we have to remember when it comes to vaccination, when it comes to immunity, the immune system is like a pump. It needs to be primed. If you don't prime the pump by exposing it to a little of this virus and a little of that virus, then it turns in on itself and works into an allergic situation. We see this with children today. We see, you know, children that are filled with, you know, measles vaccines and chicken vac ch you know, chickenpox vaccines, and they're not allowed to get the childhood diseases that you and I probably were as kids. And what we see is masses of allergic pets and children because the immune system needs a job to do. Yeah, so instead of the working on viruses, development of the immune function. Exactly. So, what holistic care in the way of supplementation, vitamins, and minerals do you recommend? I we know have you have a thorough your list of yes. what we call the anti-aging supplements, mm -hmm. and then we have the basic supplementation that goes into the food. And so there's there's two different sets of criteria as far as supplementation. In order to balance a homemade meal, we're trying to recreate the prey animal. And as I mentioned before, each prey animal has a stomach content, a pre-digested stomach content. It has glands. The prey animal has kidneys, liver, heart, brain, spleen, etc., etc. So it has glands and organs. And it has a skeletal system. So bones are the way the carnivore gets its calcium. Meat alone is very high in phosphorus, and phosphorus must be balanced with calcium. So, for example, if you just feed a cat or a dog just raw meat, they're going to pull the calcium out of their own skeleton, and when that's gone, they're going to keel over and die because you must have calcium to balance that meat ration. Um, again, you need the glands and the organs. So by creating this supplement that I created, we put in uh, bone meal from New Zealand. We put in glandular and organ powder. We put in vegetable powders. Uh, we put in the, the ingredients that you can't find in, um, you know, cut meat at, at the grocery store. So um, that's kind of the, the little the little secret of how of how to make the the homemade the homemade diet properly. So what are then some of the as, 
I'm sorry? What are some of the vitamins and minerals? I know you mentioned taurine as being a special. Taurine is critically important because um, taurine was something that the pet food industry discovered that was lacking and their uh, pets eating commercial pet foods were dying, especially cats. And that is because cooking destroys taurine. Cooking destroys lots of other amino acids as well, which are not replenished. But it does destroy taurine, as does grinding and as does freezing also has an effect on taurine. So even though raw meat is pretty high in taurine, the heart being perhaps one of the better sources of taurine, we have added taurine to one of our supplements, and we do recommend to anyone preparing a homemade meal, even even when it is raw, to add a taurine supplement. So the exact ratio of how to do that and where to find these supplements is also listed in the book. Another incredibly important uh, amino acid is arginine. Arginine is the cat's sole pathway to detoxify ammonia, the toxic byproduct of protein digestion. A meal without arginine in it for a cat, like let's say, for example, your cat would to, would sneak over and eat some cheap grocery store brand of dog food, the cat could virtually seizure and die after one meal of food that did not contain arginine. That's how important arginine is as this ammonia detoxification pathway. Arginine is found in raw meat and the mother cat's milk. Mm -hmm. So it's just critically important. Fortunately, it's not quite as heat sensitive as taurine is, but um, very, very important. So there are just two ways, there are two ways to look at supplementing the cat's diet. One is when we prepare the meal, and the other is to, to address specific issues that the feline is dealing with. My favorite kinds of supplementations are glandulars because, again, cats know how to heal themselves by eating certain parts of the prey animal. Like, you'll, you'll find that cats that are suffering from kidney failure, if you give them a plate of raw lamb kidneys, they'll usually just devour it. Cats who have heart problems, if you give them, you know, sliced beef heart or chicken heart, they'll just, they'll kind of go right to that target food because they know their body needs it. Um, same with liver. One of the best ways to cure liver failure is by making a pureed liver broth. So one of my favorite product lines that I deal with as a professional, as a, as a clinical nutritionist, is a company called Standard Process, and they have uh, a line of products that are made from, from glandulars. So that's, that's a wonderful way to treat specific problems in both dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. And then there are the and super human beings. I mean, there are glandulars for people to take, too, when they have... Exactly. Well, the yeah. standard process line is primarily for people. They have mm-hmm. developed some specific formulas. So, that are so, Celeste, what about, you know, uh, there was a scare, I think it was in California, with, uh, so now they tell you to make sure that you, you really cook your chicken well. You know, there's this scare about if you don't cook your chicken salmonella. well. Yeah. So the percent the percentage of salmonella is so low now in chicken that and, and in poultry and I just have to say that for 17 years I have fed raw meat and raw bones mm-hmm. and we do take one extra precaution. Let let's just walk through how a cat and remember for 40 million years they've been eating their food raw. So, you know, nature has 
I have to tell you, well, I want to interject here. I, now, in talking with you, I understand why I had this image as I was waking this morning. I saw this dog running across. It was like a savanna. He was running, just dashing, playing, happy, running towards me, just full of glee. And then after him was this this cat coming along. And then there was, after all of them, was this big lion with a mane. And and so now I'm understanding what that image was, you know. I mean, they were just happy that this information was coming through <laughs> me today, you know, they, or they through this program today. <laughs> they were just showing up and, and being here as allies, you know. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to, to interject that because well, I, I, think I do feel... that's a wonderful vision. Absolutely yeah, the, wonderful the animal vision. spirit guides are here with us, you know, oh, giving indeed. us applause and saying, yes, 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 listen to this, listen to this. Absolutely. And I, I know that it, your your listeners are probably thinking, what is this woman, mad? I mean, you know, <laughs> this is so contrary to everything that you're hearing. But that's why doing research and not just, you know, fall, towing, towing the line, it's it takes people like me to think outside the box in order to do this kind of work, you know. In order to get a veterinary degree today, you have to toe the line. You have to swallow hook, line, and sinker what they are, what you are telling, what they are, you know, feeding you as the gospel. And we, the only way a new paradigm can be created is to think outside the box. So I'm asking everyone to open their heart and their mind and go back to the way nature created this beautiful planet. And nature created the vegetarian animal for the carnivore to eat and to, you know, to, to be blessed, you know, in, in this unique fashion. Um, but if just if we just look for a moment at how the carnivore functions with the alkaline mouth, the acidic stomach, the alkaline uh, small intestine, and the acidic large intestine. So there's this swing, alkaline to acidic to alkaline to acidic. What I do is I treat the meat first in that grapefruit seed extract, standardized uh, extract of grapefruit, four drops to a cup of water. I mix that right into the raw meat, add the supplements, add a little vegetables if, if you wish, and again, the only ones that I really think are of value in the feline diet. We, initially, we went through 20 million vegetables, but now we found that zucchini and sweet potato or yam is the easiest for them to, to digest because they don't really have an ability to digest carbohydrates. And again, a vegetable is still a carbohydrate, and it's only found in the stomach content, with the exception of cats and dogs nibbling on wild grasses, kind of as a purge from time to time. But what we do is we give the meat, the food, if you will, this little acid bath. We leave it right there. Then it goes past the mouth and into the stomach, which has like a 2.2 acid mantle. So the acid in the stomach kills the bacteria. So the healthier that stomach and the healthier that acid level is, the less bacterial problem you're ever going to have. That, that's why human beings that take antacids or Tums for the tummy, all this stuff is nonsense because we need this acid in our stomach to protect ourselves. In fact, Standard Process even makes a supplement of hydrochloric acid uh, because our hydrochloric acid has been so depleted and it depletes naturally as we age. But we want the cats to have that healthy, acidic stomach. So... Again, I never saw any problem with 
what I was warned about with bacteria or salmonella or E. coli, and I stuck with the same meat meat supplier for 17 years. I used the same source. It was organic. It still is organic uh, or naturally raised to the best of our ability. And I think if you can consistently stick with your same meat supplier and you've done your research as to where they're getting their product from, and again, it, 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 it initially sounds like it's going to be very expensive. I just had somebody challenge me on Facebook as to how costly this was. And my challenge back is, well, how costly is chemotherapy for your cat? How costly are insulin injections? How costly are allergies, vet bills, drugs? You know, by feeding this diet, I virtually had very few vet bills. So... And well, let's so talk about the, the that dog and cat's emotional needs. How are they emotionally with the, this diet? They are so much. They are so much more calm and so much more comfortable in their skin. I mean, think about when you look at these carbohydrate products. They're basically translating to sugar, and cats work on a hexokinase system. They don't work on a glucose glucokinase system. You're going to see that information in my book, perhaps for the first time in print. Your veterinarians don't know the difference between hexokinase and glucokinase. And the, the cat can't store carbohydrates for quick energy like people can. You know, you see long-distance runners carb load before a long run. That's because we work on glucose. The cats don't. They convert protein for energy. They have virtually no need for carbohydrate, none whatsoever. You know, we sneak in a little from time to time for fiber requirements uh, based on particular needs of individuals. The way that I have treated um, my clients' uh, animals, the way that we treat them, is on a totally unique basis. When I consult and I take the case, if you will, I'm going to treat your pet as a one-of-a-kind. We're going to structure our basic diet and tweak it uniquely for your pet and your pet may be healthy enough to not require any fiber in the diet whatsoever and can do just great on meat and bones but then again say more like 90% of today's pets are going to require some fiber so hence perhaps a fiber supplement or um, a good amount of zucchini and sweet potato even this sort of goes against my, my my nature is doing everything so holistic and perfectly, but canned organic pumpkin is a fabulous food what about for, flat? for dogs and cats. What about as, flax? as long as it's used in the proper proportion in the diet. What about flax? I don't Ground like flax. flax at all. Not for, um, not for dogs and cats. Not for dogs and cats. Yeah. Flax I only recommend for dyed in the wool vegans that will not touch any animal products. Yeah. because it converts to an omega-3 far more slowly than fish oil. Mm-hmm. So the omega-3s that I like for dogs and cats are fish oil, with the exception of a new product that I found that is a kind of a chia seed, and it's called Salba, S-A-L-B-A. Mm-hmm. And it is um, something that I've been using a bit of in the cat's food, and I've been taking a lot of, and it's a product that... Uh, I'm carrying on my website because I just feel it is so... Basically, Salba makes flax obsolete as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. Okay, I haven't heard of Salba, so 
Um, do you have information about the pros and cons of microchipping our pets for identification? I do have lots? pros and cons for it. In fact, um, my my dear dear friend, Dr. Jean Hovey, who is uh, the expert that I brought on board as my um, voice of authority in the new book, The Complete Guide to Holistic Cat Care. She and I disagreed in everything that we do in in two places. One is that she actually does recommend the rabies vaccine for cats, which I do not, and because she feels that there is a chance that they will get outside. And I say just make darn sure your cats don't get outside. Get outside. Uh, if they do, then I will agree with her. Uh, and the second is microchipping. Being kind of a pure, holistic mind, I don't like um, the idea of implanting anything in them, but then again, it is uh, a wonderful system to have your pets returned, you know, if, if indeed it, it does work. Um, there's controversy about that. I think there's a health hazard involved with it, but it's one of those things like rabies that you need to uh, weigh the pros and cons, and we've clearly illustrated the, the, the pros and cons um, in the book because the idea of the book is to empower the reader to make intelligent decisions. I, I can't, you know, I can't control everybody to do every, everything my way. I'm just leading, leading to water, yeah. and then if you drink, I'll be thrilled. But um, the pros and cons are listed pretty clearly. The, the and people can incorporate. One, I'm sorry. People can. It, it, uh, it sounds like that you that people can incorporate at the level where they're at. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If there's one thing I could convince everyone to do, and that would be to never feed dry food to anything you love ever again, mm-hmm. uh, because that just simply is not food. Mm-hmm. That, is, that 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 is absolutely not food. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bear any. It, it's like you know. I say to people, if you went to a pediatrician with your brand new baby, and the let's say you're breastfeeding your brand new baby. And the pediatrician says, they hold up this box, and it's Kellogg's Corn Flakes, and they say, now, I want you to feed your baby, as soon as you finish breastfeeding, Kellogg's Corn Flakes for the rest of the baby's life. You would look at that pediatrician like it was mad. And then it would say, well, then we have these life stages for these Kellogg's Corn Flakes. We've got the kitten formula, the adult formula, the diabetic formula, the cancer formula. We've got the senior formula. You know, we've got the at death's door diabetic formula. <laughs> you would you would just be livid. You'd say, How, who on earth are you to tell me that I have to feed this to my child? But yet this is what the pet food industry has done to us. They've said, here are these various dry foods, and this is what you will feed them forever and it's just the most dangerous <laughs> concept I've ever seen in my life and how do I know that because I did it both ways my collie died of cancer on dry food my collie on raw food lived to be 14 years of age and had to be euthanized because she severely blew a disc in her back from being too playful at 14 years of age so well talk um, about play with animals uh, are there re- toys that you recommend to we regularly Indeed. stimulate our dogs and cats? Absolutely. Play play and love are two huge issues that are addressed in the in the book. Just to side 
step for a second, we actually suggest that you add love as an ingredient to the homemade food. And one of the best ways to express your love is by giving your pet a job. They love to be interactive. They love to guard your property. They love to console you when you're grieving, or or they love to take care of you when you're sleeping. And they also love the stimulation of play before meals. So some of the toys, the interactive toys that we love for cats, especially are what we call the fishing pole toys that you can just, you know, drag all over your house and make them feel like like they're hunting a mouse. And it turns them they're seeking. I mean, don't they have a seeking mechanism when they're searching that makes them very happy? Exactly. They they love the exercise. They love the interaction with you, and they loved ha- they love having their toys rotated. And uh-huh. for cats over six months of age, catnip is wonderful. So catnip filled filled toys are fantastic. And um, there's we even discuss in the book a very new fun thing for everybody does it for dogs, but for cats there is actually uh, agility now for cats which is really fun, and you can set up little agility courses in your home to teach your kitties agility, like, like the dogs have enjoyed for, for years. So the more you can be interactive, the more you can play with, the more love and interaction you can have. You know, Deepak Chopra spoke of something so lovely in one of his books. He We always called it the rabbit study, and there were these two groups of rabbits for a whole other, I think it was a hypertension study they were doing in a laboratory, and they had one one um, uh, student taking care of these two pens of rabbits. One group of rabbits was, felt, was fed the most perfect rabbit diet of all time, just the healthiest rabbit diet, but the keeper didn't touch them or play with them or have anything to do with the rabbits eating the healthy food. Then he felt so sorry for the rabbits that were eating the gross, horrible cornflake diet that he loved and played with them and nourished them and, you know, emotionally nourished them. And what happened at the end of the study was the unhealthy rabbits, the unhealthy fed rabbits were flourishing and the healthy fed rabbits were really suffering. So that's why we add love as an ingredient to our homemade raw food diet and we try to make you appreciate that you should eat in a stress-free environment and your cat should eat in a stress-free environment. Dogs and cats should never be fed together. And if it's stressful, wait until it's calm to eat because you can't digest and properly nourish yourself and assimilate all the wonderful nutrients that we're trying to give them in a stressful environment. So that's critically important. And we also suggest that you play with your animals before meals so that they are so they have kind of the, the hunt stimulation mm-hmm. and that's very very important it really turns on their digestive juices and really it helps does. with their uh, digestion and assimilation well you know many people have watched the cats when they catch a mice a mouse throw them up in the air mm-hmm. and, and it, it looks like they're toying with them yeah. well they actually researchers actually found out that um, by by playing with the poor little mouse after it's been captured, they're actually tenderizing it. But they get a bit of titillation from it as well. So 
you know, when you just put down a bowl of dry food and you leave it out there all day, that's not really expressing your love for the animal. When your pet sees you prepare a homemade meal, they're titillated by it, you know. They'll, they'll, they'll keep going to the refrigerator and saying, Mom, are you, are you ready to, you know, Mom or Dad, are you ready to make me my, my yummy raw food now? Mm-hmm. And um, once, once you've made the switch, we might want to talk about making the switch a little bit, KG, because in some cases people can, I always say to people, if you just put down my raw food and your animal takes right to it, you're just going to live happily ever after. But in some cases, it takes a bit of conjoling yes, to make them make the switch. You start with where you're at, and it's a, it can be a gradual thing. As exactly. And, and even if you're adding an eighth of a you. teaspoon of my food to the old food mm-hmm. over time, that's sure better than, than nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. Just do it gradually. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have a de-skunking recipe for pets. Could you share that with our listeners? I ha- I'm sorry? A de-skunking recipe for pets. A de-skunking recipe? Yes. I do? <laughs> yes. On your website, I saw this de-skunking recipe. There was an article about it. Oh, I don't have that one on the top of my head. <laughs> okay. So people can go to your uh, website and look under your exactly. articles. I saw this de-skunking recipe that someone had shared with you, and uh, you said that it really worked. Oh, fantastic. So it, was pretty, it was a pretty simple little recipe. Oh, wonderful. I have to do ignorance on that one because okay. the kitties have all been indoor and I, have, I haven't had to deal with that, but uh, I'm, I'm sure someone has shared I'm something sure with people, us of value. I know people have to deal with the skunk spray with their animals. So, so what are your future pr- plans, Celeste? Do you have any future book projects in the works? The, we're so hoping that everyone will support the cat book um, so that uh, Cory Books will engage me to do holistic dog care because our, our our dogs demand their name <laughs> on the cover of the book um, but again I do recommend that the, that the cat folks buy the dog book and then because of my interest in anti-aging and the cat book being the first anti-aging pet book uh, perhaps ever written um, I want to do a book for humans uh, for my human friends I do life coaching for uh, people and pets but I've become very involved in the world of uh, bioidentical biomimetic hormones and I know that I've introduced you to my mentor in that field KG T.S. Wiley the author of Sex, Lies and Menopause and Lights Out so I am um, a Wiley Protocol gal and uh, I want to share my journey which led me to the most fabulous anti-aging protocol, like like Suzanne Summers, of course. We both uh, discovered the Wiley Protocol. Uh, in fact, we even touch on bioidentical hormones for our spayed cats uh, in the new book, which is a subject that's uh, never been touched on before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very involved in the bioidentical biomimetic hormone world, um, very involved in a kind of weight loss that utilizes human chorionic gonadotrophin, which is the HCG hormone, and then the various anti-aging modalities that are the secret to my own anti-aging regime. Uh, so I do have an MD lined up to work on that book with me. And then most recently, uh, I discovered a fabulous artist in London whose name is Nazim Nazim, or on Facebook known as Nazim Artist, nazimart.com. 
and I've become very, very interested in the world of fine art, and um, I'm assisting to launch this wonderful artist's work in the good old USA. So that's um, those are the two exciting things on the horizon oh, for me is uh, the life coaching, the holistic health care for people as well as the pets, and my launch into the art world. Oh, wonderful. Do you have anything else you'd like to share with us before we close? Well, I'm so grateful to you, KG. I'm such a fan of your program, and uh, the last show that that I, I heard of yours was with um, another mentor of mine, uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton. Um, I'm such a fan of his his work and his books, and um, uh, encourage everyone to read his work as as much as mine, as well as uh, hopefully you'll, you'll get. Yes, we're on the we're you know. Uh, on the leading edge of a whole new world here, a shift in paradigm. It's fantastic. Yes. And I, and I know that you're on the cutting edge of, of the best of everything, and that's why I am so honored to be part of your group of people who have had the privilege to, to be on conversations with you. And um, I just feel the aloha spirit, and I'm, I'm so uh, grateful to everyone to for listening to what I have to say and I want to just let everyone know that we are very accessible we love to hear from uh, dog and cat lovers everywhere so it's very simple to call us or email us and please drop into um, our websites which are as you mentioned at the beginning of the show celestialpets.com if anyone's interested in my wild and crazy acting career uh, my life in, in film and television that's Um we'd love to have you um, look at Susie Wiley's website which is thewileyprotocol.com and kind of stand by for what uh, Susie Wiley and I will and Dr. Jean will be coming up with in the way of um, help for spayed dogs and cats by, by way of bioidentical hormones and um, nazimart.com of course um, I think we, we definitely need art and music and poetry in our lives along with our spiritual yeah. work. Yeah. So that's what's on the horizon for me, my dear. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. To learn more about Dr. Celeste Yarnall and her work in holistic and natural pet care, please visit her website at celestialpets.com. Have a beautiful day, everyone. A warm mahalo. Thanks again for joining us, Celeste. It's been such a pleasure and an honor. The pleasure is indeed mine, KG. Thank you so much.